Hi, I'm Adam Spencer, founder of the Day One Network, which is bringing the history of the Australian startup ecosystem to you. I believe in founders. It's why I do everything I do at Day One and our media company, W2D1 Media. And that's why the Day One Network exists to create helpful content for founders. We've got some great shows in development, but a large part of what we do couldn't be done without support from our partners and sponsors. And I couldn't be happier than to be working with NTP, who get community better than any other technology recruitment company out there. A Newcastle company like mine, NTP, are invested in seeing the growth of the local tech community in Newcastle, Sydney, and more broadly, Australia. So thank you, NTP, for helping us bring helpful content to founders and the startup community in Australia. Back to the interview. Hi, I'm Adam Spencer, founder of the Day One Network, which is bringing the history of the Australian startup ecosystem to you. I believe in founders. It's why I do everything I do at Day One and our media company, W2D1 Media. And that's why the Day One Network exists to create helpful content for founders. We've got some great shows in development, but a large part of what we do couldn't be done without support from our partners and sponsors. And I couldn't be happier than to be working with NTP, who get community better than any other technology recruitment company out there. A Newcastle company like mine, NTP, are invested in seeing the growth of the local tech community in Newcastle, Sydney, and more broadly, Australia. So thank you, NTP, for helping us bring helpful content to founders and the startup community in Australia. Back to the interview. Hi, I'm Adam Spencer, and welcome to Day One, the podcast that spotlights Australian startups, founders, and the organizations that empower Australian entrepreneurship. We go back to the beginning to tell the story of Australia's most inspiring founders and how they built their companies. You're listening to a special interview series as part of a documentary W2D1 is producing about the history of the Australian startup ecosystem. On the episode today, we have... My name is Lana Wheel. I am a Kiwi based in Melbourne and uh, I am the founder of Market Mindfully, a purpose-driven marketing consultancy company. How did I get started? Uh, Well, I studied management, which is very general. I had a major of international management, which is even more general. Uh, I was from a small town in New Zealand and I knew I had to kind of get out to make the most of the opportunities in the world. So I moved to Melbourne. And then uh, the first place to give me a job was Census, the Yellow Pages. So I started out writing Yellow Pages ads, which was very, very, very interesting, talking to thousands of small businesses across Australia. And then I found SEO, so search engine optimization. And I worked in the uh, SEO roles for about four or five years advising small businesses and then uh, massive international companies about how to get their websites ranked higher in Google. And then I found the startup world after that as well. So after earning my stripes in the SEO world, I became a generalist after that, um, advising people on all of the marketing things. And I was drawn to the kind of impact side of the startup world as well and female founders, obviously, too. How did you discover the startup world and what year was that? So that was in the end of 2017, I went to an event. Uh, so I was in Melbourne and wanting to, you know, connect with inspiring people and people's creative ideas to working on fun projects. And uh, there was an event on, it was hosted at MYOB and it was on getting started on your big idea. And while I didn't have a big idea, I knew there would be, you know, interesting people in the room. So I went and it was actually an event. I was kind of like an uh, accelerator recruitment event run by She Starts. And uh, She Starts 
was a as a female founder accelerator and uh, I was really inspired by the speakers and the founders and then uh, I stalked she starts online I stalked the parent company Blue Chili and Blue Chili was hiring a marketing person so uh. that's actually how I got into it and while I didn't know much about the startup industry before uh, that Blue Chili was definitely an amazing place to learn the lay of the land and support amazing founders as well I worked with uh, hundreds of founders there I didn't realize Blue Chili were, were in Melbourne. I knew they were in Sydney, but I didn't realize they were in Melbourne. Yeah, well, they were at the time. And um, during the recruitment campaigns they've done, or, and we did when I was there as well, we did uh, events in Adelaide and Brisbane too. Uh, I'm so happy that you said, you know, the, the event was hosted at MYOB because I believe they are going to be uh, the first major sponsor that is on board for the series. So that's awesome. Wonderful news. They're a huge supporter of startups in Melbourne and Australia. And yeah, they do a really amazing work. They'd be great to have them as a partner. Can you tell me a bit more about your time at Blue Chili? Because I, so that was where you've really got initiated into the startup ecosystem, which is a fantastic onboarding process to come into the startup ecosystem through Blue Chili. A lot of amazing people there. Oh, yes. Can you tell me a bit about that time and, and how you kind of during your time with Blue Chili saw the ecosystem change and grow and evolve? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was such an amazing time. The Blue Chilians are such phenomenal, 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 phenomenal people. <laughs> They're amazing we're keep, people. We're keeping that in. That's yeah. saying it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, Blue Chilians are amazing. Um, and all of them have gone on to do some really amazing things and work with different programs and things as well. It's, it was such an inspiring place to be. So I was there for all of 2019 and uh, 2018 and 19. And uh, I learned so much about how to work fast and test and learn and all that type of thing as well and we ran I think I was involved with three or four programs there were two she starts programs which was focused on female founders um, there was one prop tech which was sponsored by Stockland uh, one sponsored by Coca-Cola Amateur which is really interesting about like data and supply chain and product and all those types of interesting things and uh, there was also another one um, City Connector that was about uh, impact and sustainability as well so it was really amazing to have these you know structured programs to support founders to go from idea to MVP um, and Blue Chili was very unique as well um, supporting founders supporting non-technical founders to create technical products um, there was a technical team with um, you know a product manager designer developer who helped to get their MVP built as well so I it was really like the most intense startup education I could have wished for I guess seeing from the back end all of the educators and the mentors and the advisors and all of the support like how it takes a community to build a startup really like it's not just one person working by themselves with a computer even though there are a few companies that are like the company of one like uh, Paul Jarvis's book the company of one but you know the most successful companies or the best kind of companies that you see are people who have a bunch of people who they lean on to support and you know they've got advisors they've got developers they've got They've got a team, you know, they've got a whole whole community supporting them. So that was really amazing. And then um, what I've seen since Blue Chili or like through that time, I guess, is even more niche programs pop up, which has been so great to see, um, you know, like impact investors or more female founder programs or, you know, industry specific programs as well. It's so great to see a lot come out around sports or crypto or, you know, female founders is um, one of my passions as well. So I really, really, really love that there's more um, founders for that as well. There's definitely a lot more uh, funding options as well. Um, so now I'm at the Atto Accelerator. So we support female founders 
and it's quite it's a broader definition of tech so at blue chili we worked with people who had new tech ideas so it was completely new tech whereas atto we work with tech enabled businesses which is slightly different to the traditional startup and um i really like it because we encourage founders to use no code tools to build what you can first before spending a whole bunch of money on developers to build something that maybe you could have built you could have hacked together with a few different tools kind of thing yeah so i think the the industry has definitely become more diverse and uh, you know there's more niche pockets that people can go into. I've always loved Startup Vic's work as well. They're um, regular pitch nights every month. They've got a pitch night, which is so great where they hero founders. They even share a lot of the startups who might not have got into the pitch night, but then they you know, still want to showcase all of their awesome work. I think there's like 60,000 people in their community now. So wow. there's a lot of passionate people there, keen to make a difference and keen to work on fun and interesting projects. So that's been wonderful to see too. Have you had much involvement with maybe the Sydney ecosystem? Any any other ecosystems across Australia? Because I wanted, I wanted to just see if you can compare the ecosystems. Ooh, yeah. So I've been based in Melbourne this whole time, so I, I wouldn't say I know Sydney as well. But um, Blue Chili's hub was in Sydney as well, so I did have some involvement there. And I know the Sydney startup hub is a very, very, very impressive place. Um, and Fishburners do a lot for startups there as well. I know they've got regular pitch nights too. Promotional partner for the series, Fishburners. Amazing. So I just got to get the plugs in. <laughs> what a what a crew! That's so good that they're on board. Um, and then there's LaunchVic, another Vic-based one, but they do really amazing work. A lot of advocacy work. Yes. Another sponsor. Another sponsor for the series. Ugh, amazing. Got to get another plug in. Love it. Um, <laughs> they also uh, kick-started uh, the Atto Accelerator as well with a bit of funding. So that was really amazing. And um, right. yeah, I'm a big fan of their work. And now they just released like another award series. They've got the Alison Anderson Fund to support female founders. They've got so many programs. Well, they support so many programs, like over 100 now. I think it's over 130 programs wow. um, that they've supported and it's just it's just amazing work you know that the extended impact that they're having not only the people that they're directly funding but then the people that they're supporting as well is um really inspiring to see as well and um other than that the only involvement i've had with other other regions i would say are like facebook groups there's quite a lot of facebook groups around australia that i think are doing some really awesome stuff or you know just people in the groups are contributing um as well and then yeah, I think even though Startup Vic is a Victorian-based um, organization, I think they do a pretty great job of supporting people Australia-wide as well. Uh, Spark as well is another community I'd say is super, super great. Uh, they always do a really great roundup of all the events going on in the ecosystem. And they've also done a really great job of uh, connecting all of the accelerators as well. They're, it's a collaboration over competition thing where um, just recently, I think it was over 30 representatives from the accelerators pitched their accelerators, so like a reverse pitch. And I represented I represented and had two minutes to pitch Addo. So that was really a really fun experience to, you know, get the get the microphone in front of me to be like, haha, now you have to pitch now and you've been talking about pitching to founders for years and now it's your turn. So that was really great. I love that uh, Spark did that for us. Two things. One, Spark Festival, promotional partner for the series. Amazing. Great guys. Maxine's amazing. Yes. Two, can you please do that pitch for me? Oh, oh, okay. Um <laughs> It's, it's, it's funny, you know, like all the events online these days, I had I had notes in front of me, but I did practice a lot. Um, but I don't know if I have it all on hand, but I can I can give you some of it for sure if you want it. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think I started out saying, Kia ora, my name's Lana Well, and I'm a passionate female, a cheerleader for female founders across Australia and Aotearoa. 
So you know how, uh, you know when female founders often have, uh, they lean in towards perfectionism or they might have a fear of failure or they might have a fear of success or they might have imposter syndrome. Well, what we do at Atto is we provide all of the programs and support and coaching that you need to build your tech-enabled business. In fact, we have a, a pre-accelerated program, accelerated program, and a monthly membership for existing founders as well as emerging founders. And then I go into a bit of detail about the, we've got world-class educators. Um, we've had some really great success stories like Bubble Tea Club and Aerope who have raised over a million dollars each in different formats as well, VC funding as well as crowdfunding. And then I'm not too sure how I wrap it up, but um, oh yeah, if you want to hear more about it, check out addo.vc. But yeah, it was, it was, I clearly need to practice it a bit more if I do want to whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's great. So 2017 until now, what's that, four years? What's, what struck you most about how the ecosystem has changed in the last four years? You know, and I maybe COVID is going to be a big part of that answer, but yeah, how have you seen the ecosystem change over the last four years? Mm. Um, probably similar to what I was saying before, it's become even more open. I think people are even more engaged in wanting to create these uh, niche groups and niche communities that people can really identify with and feel supported in. Mm. I know there's a lot of support for female founders, like there's even more support for female founders, but their mentality about startups from what I've experienced hasn't changed. Right. So there's a lot of women who know that they need technology to build a business or they need technology to scale their business, but they don't know what a startup is. Um, so they come to Addo or they come to starts or they you know they come to start at Vic and they say tell me all of the things and probably one of the things that I've always noticed and I think is um kind of become more prevalent now is the education piece is so big about startups and I think it's a really great place to be because people know you need to be a lifelong learner in the startup world whether you're the founder or you're in marketing or you're in product like you're always 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 learning and I think the passion that people have in the startup industry for lifelong learning is um, one of the best things about it for sure. Looking at today and into the future and you know we've probably already covered some of this answer but what are some of the biggest gaps? Where can we continue to make the biggest improvements in the community? Mm. I think funding is always going to be an issue, um, especially these early stage startups that need a lot of capital to build their product or their teams in the early stages before they become revenue positive. And I think um, more alternative forms of investing uh, or funding are coming out, which is really fantastic. And Edo, we talk about the alt, alt funding models as well. So it's not just VC, but you can have grants, you could use loans, even you could use credit cards to kind of just kickstart uh, your MVP, right? Before And so you can start getting revenue as early as possible rather than working on an idea, sinking like 50 grand into an app that, you know, someone overseas might make and that doesn't end up being what you want. I've seen a lot of change with the um, funding models as well. And there's a lot of uh, niche VCs and things that have come out, which has been really, really great. And I look forward to what else is going to come out as well, because I think it, it's almost like, especially at the moment right now, there's a lot like every week we've got an announcement about some a fund who's raised a whole nother millions worth of dollars to support it's often a niche group of people as well, not just the um, fastest growing startups, which I think is really exciting. Do you have any, or do you have a unpopular opinion about the startup ecosystem? You know, it doesn't have to be something negative. It can be something positive, mm. but just something that you firmly believe is the case, but it's very difficult to find people that are on the same page. Mm. 
I think there's some people that talk about mental health a lot and then there's some people that don't mention it at all and I think mental health and like the burnout is real in the industry for sure because it is so fast-paced people don't want to do all of the things so many founders have shiny object syndrome where they're working on 10 different projects at once which <coughs> could be uh, us maybe myself as well maybe you Adam too yes yeah we just want to do a lot I think which is uh, part of the problem and the information age we're just consuming so much information and we're doing so much right now I think it's very easy easy to not uh, pause and look back and reflect on how much you have achieved and then acknowledge that as a great thing and then you know be comfortable with that whereas um, I think a lot of people just keep striving and keep striving and then end up in burnout and then you know feel bad about themselves and then have to like go lick their wounds and then come back versus uh, that consistent uh, mental health care is so important. Yeah. How is uh, your background coming from you know marketing? I think marketing is something you, you specialize in. How has that helped you in the startup world? Oh, oh, it's been amazing. I feel like it's, um, I feel very lucky. Like I kind of hate advertising in, inherently. So it's, I feel like it's quite challenging to work in marketing sometimes as well, because I don't like how much data is being collected about us and how it's used against you for advertising purposes. So I want to say that off the bat, but I really love being able to craft stories and share stories of real people and showcasing what you can do if you have passion and you have drive and you, you know, commit to consistency kind of thing. Yeah. So, and that's what I really liked about SEO, search engine optimization. You couldn't cheat that. You couldn't pay to get to the top page. Uh, back in the day, you could pay for, you know, black hat, not great strategies. Yes. But now you have to have a great website. You have to have great content. You have to um, be fast and, um, you know, you have to serve your customers in a way that they want to be served as well. So that's where I come from in the marketing perspective. And I think it's been a really amazing way to be able to connect with people. I feel very, very, very lucky to be able to connect with all the people that I have. Um, and I think Twitter has been a really great way to do that and events for sure as well. Like it, things are very different now being online. But, you know, when I was at Blue Chili, uh, I was one of the only people in Melbourne on the team as well. So what I would do would just go to a lot of startup events to kind of fill my cup of, you know, seeing people in the startup world and hearing what people are working on. And uh, Twitter is a really, really uh, easy way to connect with a lot of people in the startup world as well. So I think marketing is a really, really great in, even though like, you know, some people are just tweeting, they don't think they're in marketing, but you know, if you're tweeting, that could be considered marketing. So mm. uh, it's come back to that thing of, uh, you're always pitching, no matter what you're doing, even if you're not a founder, you're always pitching. And uh, I think the more we can learn about storytelling and the more that we can tell our stories effectively, it's that um, classic quote of the more you tell your story, the more other people are drawn to you and feel uh, okay to share their story too as well so I think storytelling and communication is such an important part of the startup world because you know obviously if you don't do marketing and you don't have customers and you won't have a company long term either I, I asked you you know the gaps and your unpopular opinion so a little negative let's flip it a bit what do you think the Australian startup community or the you know Victorian startup community does really well uh, if, you, if you compare Australia to other places around the world, I'm not too sure if we do measure up in a lot of ways. Um, but internally, I think we we hero the heroes pretty well, I think. Lately, I think there's a lot of news about capital raises as well. There's never any headlines of women create sustainable business, uh, makes profit and is happy. You know, <laughs> yes. like that's not a headline that people read. Um, and I think... We could be leaning too much into this VC capital world where people raising millions of dollars are seen as success versus, you know, creating a revenue generating and profit generating business long term. So 
Yes, I think I think we do some storytelling really well. Like I think um, there's a lot of stories in the AFR and Smart Company and Startup Daily and Innovation Oz that come out that are really inspiring. And I think the access to the startup world is um, there's no barriers to entry kind of thing. So like if you tap into Startup Vic, if you tap into Spark, um, you can easily, you know, get connected very quickly with a lot of startups or a lot of people who know where to point you if you need help as well. So I think uh, we do that pretty well, the connection. Earlier you mentioned that you have worked with and helped hundreds of founders. Mm. If a brand new founder came to you tomorrow, what one piece of advice would you give them? Oh, one piece. I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go with two. I'm sorry. I've already said one, but I'm going to go with two. That happens. That happens very often. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is the self-belief. Like people always talk about um, advisor whiplash, especially in programs where you've got a lot of advisors and things like that as well. Um, it's always good to know your purpose and your passion and where you want to go while taking on other people's advice or forgetting other people's advice that don't uh, align with you as well. So I always try and tell people like, in my opinion, I like to say it like that to like let people know this is my opinion when you can take it or leave it kind of thing. And two is that the education is out there. There's so much free education online or communities that you can join paid or unpaid that will um, find the education or the connections or whatever you need. They're there to support you as well. So I think the access to information and um, self-belief is super important. Before I ask you this last one, is there anything, anything at all that you, that, you know, that we've glossed over that you think, should, you know, is a really important part of the story of the Australian startup ecosystem that should go in the documentary? Um, just that I think it's the, in my opinion, I think the <laughs> startup industry is still in its uh, infancy in Australia. Like I think, um, you know, there is a lot of government funding and support and funds now, but I still think it's evolving. You know, maybe in three or four or five years, maybe we, we, we might reach peak fund and accelerator program you know support but right now i think there's still so much opportunity to educate people about what a startup is how you can leverage technology and all that type of thing so i'm excited for what the future holds as well and i'm excited for this documentary to you know curate all of these ideas and put them all together because i think um the future is very bright for startups in australia so keeping in mind that what we are trying to do here is create a documentary that will tell the history you know how we got to where we are today in the australian startup ecosystem we want founders, academics, policymakers, investors, people from all corners of the community to listen to this story. All of those categories of people will pick one or make up a brand new one that I didn't mention. <laughs> what message do you have for them? Like, what do you think people really need to hear? I get coming back to the support thing in the programs and the, um, you know, the education that people need, I guess, like. One, I think it's partly you need self-belief to be able to believe you can be a founder, that you can build a company, that you can build a team, that you can be a successful kind of thing. But also like getting the right people to believe in you is super important as well. And I think with the right uh, support networks or the right programs or, you know, finding the right niche where you fit into is super important too. So yeah, maybe the, the, the message is we've got to support each other more because no one can do this alone. And um, the more that we do support each other and have collaboration over competition, the better the ecosystem will be as a whole. I hope you enjoyed that interview. More interviews are on the way. Follow the podcast wherever you're listening right now. Stay tuned for more interviews with many, many more amazing people from the Australian startup ecosystem. Thanks for listening and see you next time.